church? Hell no. Are you no longer feeling comfortable in church? This podcast is for individuals who are desperately missing God, but don't know how to find Him. Substance abuse, domestic violence, sex offenses, acrimonious divorce can contribute to discomfort in the church. For these individuals, church is just not an option anymore. Ordained minister Dennis Hall and his guests invite you to listen to this podcast for topics that are inspiring, uplifting, and will bring hope to those who just feel church is not relevant in their lives today. I'm Dennis Hall, and we're delighted to have you listening to this podcast today. Uh, And I'm especially delighted to have uh, Pastor Justin Bonner, who's the assistant pastor at First Baptist Church in Highlands, North Carolina, back with us today. And uh, you'll gradually figure out why I'm glad Justin is here today. We're going to be talking about something that's, uh, I, I guess, more peculiar to uh, Justin's age category than mine. So uh, it's, a, it's a unique kind of phenomena that is occurring in our society. And, you know, we have so many things going on in our country today. And I've been watching this phenomena for the last decade. And what I'm talking about is the preponderance of something that we call selfies. Uh, and that we probably got listeners today, and we'll talk about this a little more in a minute, Justin, but we probably got listeners today who not only have never taken a selfie, but don't even know what that word really really means. We'll talk about that in a minute because, uh, you know, according to the Internet, uh, every single day, 92 million, 92 million selfies are taken, and most of them posted on uh, uh, social media. You know, uh, the Oxford Dictionary Group named selfie the word of the year back in 2013, and they defined this for our listeners. It is a photo of yourself that you take, uh, typically with a smartphone or webcam, and you usually put it on social media media. And uh, the interesting thing is, you know, when we begin to look at age categories, uh, it really is the younger generations who are using this tool. Uh, So if we look at millennials, you know, people born between 1980 and early 2000s, it's said at the present rate, people in that age category will take over 25,000 selfies in their lifetime. And here in the U.S., the average age of someone taking a selfie is about 25, uh, 25 years. So so we're really talking something that's kind of uh, sort of oriented toward uh, – it's kind of oriented toward the younger population in America, does any of this surprise you, Justin? No, I think that the you know the the, the powers that be and the the world forces that we talk about, biblically speaking, uh, aim at distracting from God in any way that they can. And I think that in America, they've found a way to the easiest way to do it is to look at yourself. You know, we're we're too busy looking in the mirror than looking at God. Right. We don't have time to we don't have time to look to God 
in the midst of trial and tribulation, in the midst of things going on in the world, we we're too busy looking at ourselves, and uh, that's it's it's a it's a vehicle for developing what what you would call narcissism, and that that pride is something that has been around since the beginning of the Bible, the beginning of time. Uh, that that pridefulness, and so I think that you know the way that the devil works in the United States is different than the way that he works in maybe sub-Saharan Africa. You know, you I go think over you're there right and, about that. You, you know, you people think that that demonic things don't exist just because you don't experience it in America, but the the devil doesn't have to um, work in demon possession and <laughs> all these visible things, all he's got to do is get you to stare at your cell phone, you know? And so I think that that's, that's definitely an aspect of it. And we're so self-centered in our culture and in our society. And we've been bred to be so, so me centered that it's all just a, another ploy used by the enemy to distract us from God, I believe. Yeah. These photos of yourself that are being posted on uh social media really are unbelievable if, if if a listener today went on their computer and just uh, uh, googled up selfies you would see a whole host of, of selfies that are available there to the general public and some of them are extraordinarily provocative uh, some of them obviously have been touched up uh, you know they're all kinds of unbelievable uh, photos that people are posting for public uh, consumption. You know, it's said, uh, according to the statisticians on the Internet, that in this country, only one in 20 people don't take <laughs> selfies. <laughs> only, so, so, you know, if you're a guy who says, I don't take selfies and I don't put them on the social media, you, you got to realize you are a very small minority in this country today. You know, and uh, you, you mentioned the word narcissism, and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, listeners out there not quite sure what that word means, but it really refers to a personality trait, a, a personality trait that is uh, someone who's consumed with self-centeredness and has an excessive interest in their personal appearance and image. You know, uh, this this thing, narcissism, can get so bad that people find themselves uh, under the care of a psychiatrist or a, a psychologist. It can be very disruptive of interpersonal relationships and some even say is, uh, is a real cause for... Uh, for conflict in marriages, even this whole um, this whole narcissism, where people are just obsessed with self-centeredness and their personal image, you know. So, well, it's it's narcissism, and I think just an overall self-centeredness is something that we have been battling for all time and will be battling until the Lord returns because yeah. our natural fleshly inclination is to look somewhere other than God for satisfaction, for approval, for any emotion that you can think of. Our, our pre-understandings are, are motives through 
our sin nature leads us to looking anywhere and everywhere other than Christ for for those for to elicit those emotions and those feelings. So this is such a debilitating thing. And like like you touched on just briefly, it's horrible for a marriage because we have to understand that the whole everything Christ did on earth was for his church. Right. I mean, everything he did was for his church. Right. And for his father in submission to his father for his church. And then Christ, then it says in, in Paul says, love your wives as Christ loved the church. So in essence, what he's saying is, is you need to not only die, give up your life for her, but you need to live for her. Right. In every way, in every way, thinking of her first, doing everything with her best motives in mind. And and when you're constantly looking at yourself and looking to yourself, it destroys, you know, your, your thoughtfulness towards your spouse, your, your sacrificial love for her, the way that you serve her and want to please her above yourself, the way that you want to, you know, go to the restaurant she wants to go to, even if you don't care for it, because, it, it you know, you know that it would make her smile it affects so much the narcissism will affect your assurance of salvation it will destroy your assurance of faith because you're constantly looking at yourself and your own sinfulness and your own uh, mistakes that you make which are sins and then you'll start to forget that the life of a christian is a life of looking unto jesus looking to someone else as the assurance of our faith you know so that there's a whole host of things that can come along with this. And I think that the rampant selfie generation of everybody from, from a 10 year old to a 60 year old are flipping their phones around to take a picture of themselves and get, yeah, you look great from, from strangers online. And this is just a byproduct of the age that we live in. You know, the, 200 right. years ago, there wasn't a selfie, but there was still pride and there was still That's narcissism. It was just right. different. That's right. You know, Justin and I are not uh, saying, and, and neither do the other experts in this field, we're not saying that everyone who takes a selfie is a, a narcissist or, or some kind of psychopath. Uh, but there have now been a number of studies that have clearly demonstrated that, that people who are taking selfies and posting them on social media on, on psychological measures have a much higher score of narcissism than uh, people who are rarely doing that or who don't uh, do that. And just as you suggested, uh, you know, one of the main reasons it's been demonstrated in, in surveys and studies uh, that people take selfies is, is it's an attention getting mechanism. It's a way to get attention. It's, it seems like people who are starved for attention are posting these uh, selfies online and, 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 you know, it's a way to get approval from others, even people you don't know. And it almost seems like there's a contest out there to see who who has the most followers. So so they they, they publicize that. How many followers this uh, this person on the so, social media has. And so the more provocative the selfies are, the more followers that you can you can get. It's it's an uh, it's just seems to be to me a troubling phenomena in our society 
Well, to me, it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting kind of, it's an interesting phenomenon that's definitely sweeping this from 2000 onward when cell phones started becoming prominent. And it's something that I've thought about before. And there's, I think that a selfie goes along the same lines as texting. So hear me out. The texting, the reason why kids like texting, young people go to texting all the time now. They'd rather text than talk on the phone. So what that does is it gives you the freedom to not have to come up with a response immediately. And you can, it, it's changing the rules of, of conversation and how we interact with people, right? So if you say something on the phone, I've got to respond to you. I've right. got to think about what I have to say and respond. Well, now you can wait five minutes and, oh, I typed that out and that didn't sound good. Let me go back and edit it. It's, it's this, this, it's changing the way we interact with each other. And it's the same thing with selfies. You know, if I wanted someone to see my new, my new room table, you can invite your house. You'd have to clean up your house. You'd have to get everything in order if that's what you wanted to do. Now you just clean up a little portion of your life and then take a picture of it. And it, and it paints this picture that, that you have everything together. It's, it's this, it's making such a separation in the, the personal, the personal connections that we have with people. You know, we, we, we can, we can know about each other's lives through images you know, of what we're doing. We take a selfie of us eating dinner instead of having dinner with people. We, we, it's replacing communication and, and fellowship in a lot of ways. If you follow what I'm getting at, it's just something that's an interesting byproduct, I think, of the selfie texting generation. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, to me, one of the, the, the features of the selfie is that, uh, you know, people can present themselves in ways that's just not their true self. You know, they can choose their pose, the way they stand, uh, how they smile, the angle that makes them appealing. Uh, you know, they, they can do all of this. And, you know, there are even uh, there are even now studios around the country that allow people to come into them and uh, do their selfie in the studio. And this, what the studio offers is an immense array of ways to enhance, to enhance the uh, selfie that they've taken before they they post it. You know, nobody, uh, I don't think, intentionally is going to want to post a selfie on all the social media when they look horrible, when they don't look good, where nobody's going to want to do that. And already we're discovering uh, through studies that the more a person edits, the more a person edits their, uh, their selfie, the more narcissistic they're likely to be. A very interesting right. correlation. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It is. Uh, it is interesting. You know, you yeah. wonder how what those people do when they have to go on a date or something, you know, they, I know. you know, what I know. do they do? They have a mental breakdown if they have to see someone in person. <laughs> well, that's I think that's true. And I think there's probably many cases where a potential 
Suter is misled by what he yeah. saw on yeah. the uh, yeah. on the on the on the selfies mm-hmm. when they finally meets the person they're talking about. You know, yeah. uh, there's a lot of people uh, suggesting that uh, you know selfie is a symptom. It's a symptom of what we are as a culture, and by that I mean uh, you know we've sort of gradually become. A nation of narcissists, uh, this self-centered, self-serving, uh, where we want to sort of glorify ourselves, and uh, that the selfie is just a reflection of that. Um, you know that that we've become this nation of, of our focus is all about I, 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 and me, 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 and and uh, and some suggest it's 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 why we seem to be so focused on. On race and ethnicity, and uh, you know, sexual orientations and political ideologies, it, it all gets back to this narcissism and uh, and uh, self-centeredness. It, it's almost like, uh, and uh, as a result of that, there seems to be this widespread hunger uh, for appreciation and admiration, because that's our measure, you know, to how much we're admired. Is uh, is our measure of uh, how self-centered we can be? Yeah. Well, I think that you know it's it's hard for me to speak with just reference to the culture in general because I'm more focused nowadays on the church. But what I see is, you know, for the church, and I think it applies out into society, is that our foundations of the country, whether you want to argue about which of the founding fathers was a real Christian and which ones were, you know, were, were heretical with their doctrine, whatever you want to say, our country was founded on Judeo Christian principles. And, and what's happened is, is at least in the last 30, 40 years, there's been this turning away from having an identity in Christ to having your own identity and Christ will accept you regardless of that identity. And it's led to this self-centeredness that we're speaking of in this narcissism where it is all I, 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 me, 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 because it's, you know, come as I am, come as you are, stay as you are, leave as you are. Jesus just wants you um, the way that you are now. And while there is some truth to that, that you, he calls you from wherever you are. He's calling you to conformity to the word of God and to the image of Christ, to the image of himself. So if we would, at least as the church and shining a light into the culture, we need to stop looking at I, 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 and look at him and what his word calls us to look like and to be like and how we are to act. And that will, ultimately lead to an elimination of a narcissistic attitude because ultimately narcissism and pride are incompatible with the Bible. They're, they're, they're incompatible with, I mean, pride is what made the devil who he is. Pride is what led to the fall. And we, 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 when we're looking down at, I think CS Lewis said, when you spend all your time looking down at yourself then you never have any time looking up to him. And, you know, and so this is all a symptom of this ideology of 
It's about me and what I need and my felt needs. That's a word. That's, that's a phrase that's thrown around a lot. Felt needs. Um, but it's true. You know, we, we've we've taken Christianity and what having our identity rooted in Christ Jesus and in, and in his word. And we've turned it into, well, whatever I want my identity to be. Uh, God, Jesus is OK with that because he just wants to love me. And so. Yeah. I think, especially speaking for Christians, not just out into the public sphere, we need to get back to having an identity rooted in Christ, which ultimately must lead away from pride and narcissism and, and introspection and looking to to him. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess what saddens many of us in the, the uh, Christian world is how uh, the number of people attending church on a regular basis in America continues to decline, where some estimate it's probably down to around 20% now. And then we look outside in our society, and we see almost a normalization of cheating. I mean, I was watching the news this morning about scandals you know, the, of, of high-profile figures and corruption of high-profile figures where what they did— is almost normalized in society. And we have all this rapid crime going on across the country where literally whole mobs of people crash through the doors of a, of a retail store and empty it in a few minutes. And, uh, and really nothing is really uh, done about it in our country. And then all these riots that we've uh, watched and seen competing uh, political ideologies – and uh, the fatherless families, I listened to a well-known figure, young man, uh, uh, just in the last couple of days, who was talking about why he intends to never marry or have children. And it really, all I could sit there and listen to was a lot of self-centeredness. You know, these are the reasons I'm not going to marry and have children. Of course, we know about all the fatherless families across America uh, we know that marriage itself is on decline in this country in terms of you know, people choosing not to be in a holy matrimony relationship with another person. Why? Because of the sacrifices you have to make. And then the name calling. And, and you know, we even worry about this social, uh, you know, this uh, socialistic trend in our country where more and more demands are being made on our government to... Uh, to solve this problem, all of this seems like uh, we're in a time where the God we worship is ourselves. <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah. it's it's you know, I was speaking on it in Sunday school class this this past Sunday, but when it in Isaiah six when it speaks of God being on His throne. And then it speaks in revelation of God being on his throne. That's a picture of the fact that nothing is ever going to um, dethrone God. No presidential uh, candidate, no overseas war, no poverty, no natural disaster, fill in the blank, uh, will ever dethrone God. But we can, in our own minds, get up on the throne sometimes and 
and and we're we are in essence worshiping ourselves through i mean idolatry idolatry is the worship of anything other than god that anything other than god and so when we're when we're reorienting our affections towards ourselves and what we want what we like what makes us feel good what makes us happy fill in the blank that is worship it's a worship issue i mean pornography drug addiction fill in the blank anything a, a verbal abuse of a spouse all of it is is a worship issue you are you are worshiping yourself so i i agree 100 percent with that that we are we have reoriented our worship to ourselves and that that applies to us within the church as well as the larger pagan society without yeah you know uh um we launched this podcast talking about selfies and it's just amazing to me to see uh, that the American Psychology Association even now has an official disorder that they call selfitis where people are so obsessed so obsessed with taking selfies that they're being treated by psychologists for a disorder known as selfitis it's, but it's all a, there's a there's a disorder for everything now i mean oh, the, sure. you look on there's there's like over 700 disorders and itises and and whatever phobias you can yeah. have now and that's part of the pride too now you can say that you're a <laughs> you know a struggling selfite or whatever it is you know yeah. you can go to your meeting and you can now your identity is rooted in this disease that you have and it's not your sinful heart you know, that's the problem now. Now it's not, a, you know, it's not a, it's not your sinful pride, your God hating idolatry. It's your selfitis. Right. You know, right. It's always, yeah, right. there's always, a, there's always some other reason other than the fact that you're a sinful fallen creature, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's just, it's funny to me. You know, thinking about this podcast, I just kind of went to the scripture to see, well, how many, how many verses in the scripture that I can find that talk about pride and and the, the, and the need for humility. And you can come up with 50, 60 places or more in the scripture that addresses this subject that we're talking about. And, you know, you get to the point where you say, well, can a narcissist, you know, somebody who's totally self-centered, um, uh, you know, can they be a Christian? In John five forty four, we read, "How can you believe when you receive glory from another, another person, and you do not seek the glory that is from the one and only God?" Now, this is Jesus really talking to first century narcissists, as you were suggesting. It's been around a yeah. long time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's. I mean, it's a. It's one of the foundational things that we have to battle against in our uh, in our Christian walk. I mean, it says in First John three, uh, verse sixteen and seventeen, it says, "By this we know love, because He laid down His life for us." That's Jesus, and we ought we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? And it's going back to that 
you know, how, how are we viewing others? How are we, are we becoming narcissistic and prideful in our Christianity? You know, and not just, not just a, a worldly looking narcissism, but actual narcissism in the church. You know, we've, we've taken our Christianity and become a Pharisee. Right, you, you know, know, and you know, Philippians two, three, and four. You know, it really speaks to exactly uh, what you're alluding to, where it's where it reads: "Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regarding one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but for the interest of others." You know, that's where we well, look what was happening in that church, the church yeah. in Acts. I mean, they were all they were selling their possessions and giving it to the church. I mean, that is that image in Acts is is such a picture of what true repentance and true heart change and placing of your faith in Christ Jesus will will yield. Right. It is uh, uh, we no longer look to ourselves, but we look to Christ as the author and, and, and finisher of our faith. And so, yeah, I, I believe that now if you're hearing this podcast and you're a Christian and we say that pride is incompatible with Christianity, don't take that as, well, I guess I'm not saved now. They say I deal with pride and I'm not saved. That's, that's not what we're saying in the slightest. It's the fact that there's plenty of passages like there's a list in Revelation and in Ephesians and Colossians and that speak of of who will not inherit the kingdom of God. And it's got liars and drunkards and murderers and fornicators and, and all these different kinds of uh, uh, types of people. But it also will say things like the proud. That's or, right. You know, things that we think are things that we think are small uh, menial sins like lying, you know, it puts murderer and fornicator and then liar, you know, we right. think, whoa, whoa, whoa. But what that's saying is it, you guys have to understand, especially if you're listening to this and you're not a believer, no one is saying no one who is a true biblically sound Christian is saying that once you become a Christian, you've reached a state of sinless perfection. That would be more along the lines of a Wesleyan theology where we, where we're sinless. No one is saying that now, maybe some Christians act that way. That would be called self-righteousness. But what we're saying is, is that true salvation and true repentance will result in a hatred of the things God hates and a love for the things God loves. And God loves the fruits of the spirit, not right. pride, not those yeah. lists of things. So it's not a matter of the fact that you'll never be proud and you'll never have narcissistic tendencies again. It's the fact that every day of your life through the sanctifying work of the spirit, you'll be brought into conformity with Christ who was not proud. That's right. You know, in Matthew seven, uh, of course we're reminded, uh, when he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven will enter. That's just what you're saying, you know, that, uh, you know, Jesus is going to look at us in the context of our entire life. And he's going to examine those fruits of the Spirit and those works that should flow out of us uh, through, through our faith.
Um, so you're exactly right. You know? Well, I think that the narcissism and pride, too, is just a, a worldly mindset. You know, it's we are so focused on right now, on temporal blessing, on temporal um, benefits and gains. I mean, look at the social justice movement. The social justice movement is rooted in receiving temporal blessing of pay for this, pay for that, give, give this, give that, give this back, give that back. It's all rooted in now. What can I get on earth? While all the while, Ecclesiastes 3 says, for what happens to the sons of men also happens to animals. One thing befalls them. As one dies, so dies the other. Surely they all have one breath. Man has no advantage over animals, for all is vanity. Now, don't take that out of context. It's not saying that men and animals are equal and that we should only eat vegetables. It's saying that just as a cow drops dead on the ground, so will we. But then it says, all go to one place. All are from the dust and all return to dust. So your selfies, your Instagram followers, your multi-million dollar corporation, your house that you built, fill in the blank. All of your achievements will one day be dust, but your eternal salvation will not. That is the, Peter says, the imperishable the imperishable inheritance that's awaiting us. That that's right. will not be dust. And I think that we're so focused on what's here on earth. We're so focused on getting to the next thing that that's what you got to wonder what, what those people did in Matthew that said, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not perform any that's miracles right. in your name? I wonder that often. Well, what, what was it that they did? You know, that, that's telling us that the Lord allows things to appear to be blessed by him, but they're not. And that's because God sees the heart. And if we're doing things from a proud, narcissistic heart, all the while looking the part, then that leads to what it says in Matthew 7. Yeah, and then, you know, following up with that, uh, um, getting back to the theme of this podcast, you know, where we're talking about this phenomena of people taking selfies by the millions and millions and posting them on social media, you know, you, you, uh, you know, some people may just say, well, you know, this is just a form of entertainment. There's really nothing to that. But, you know, all the studies are beginning to show us that uh, there's a lot more to it. And it's a symptom of something uh, much deeper in our society, you know, the Apostle Paul in Second Timothy 3 uh, said this. He said, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents. And, uh, and uh, that uh, they'll be unforgiving and slanderous without self-control, not lovers of the good, but treacherous, rash, and conceited lovers of pleasure, rather than what you said, and this is you know, the, the, the Apostle Paul talking, rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, and, uh, and ha- uh, so forth. So, yeah, I mean, we have the Scripture just telling us that... Uh, 
or almost to expect this kind of evolution of, of humanity to become so self-centered it becomes a danger uh, to our salvation you know it's and i you know you don't want to jump too heavily on the you know there will be in the last days the last yeah. days is you know that was 2000 years ago so that's right you know it might not seem like last days to us but to god it was you know, last days could be 20,000 years. I don't know. Right, but right. I do know that as time progresses and accessibility progresses, I think is, is what's made such a big difference is the fact that you didn't take a picture of yourself and post it for the world to see. That literally, physically was impossible. It was physically impossible to do. Now... It's not. So it's totally evolved the way that we act. And with the sinful heart of man, all you need is a technology and ability. And it will lead to more idolatry. It's, it's just a matter of, I mean, it doesn't look at the Lord put us in a country that, like we said, has, has Christian foundations and put us in a country that was had a very fair, I believe, form of government established and look where it's led. That's you know, right. that's the, the, the Isaiah chapter five, the, the, the parable of the, the story of the vineyard. And you know, what more could I have done for the vineyard? I put it on a fruitful hill and it, all of this. And I think that with the increase in technology and the increase in accessibility and being able to be seen, have your opinion heard, and supposedly validated, then that's going to lead to greater and greater idolatry and uh, false worship. That's and right. that's what's happened that's in this generation. That's right. You know, Justin, uh, this is such an important topic in terms of what's happening to our culture, in terms of uh, self-centeredness. I mean, you and I could uh, spend the rest of the day discussing this, and we don't have time for that podcast, but... Uh, as this podcast uh, winds down, I would like to say a couple of things to our, our, our listeners. And that is, the next time you are inclined to take a selfie and post it on social media, you need to ask yourself, what is my motive? What is my motive in doing this? And examine yourself and, and be guided by the words in first John two fifteen, which says, Do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. And this this is a phenomenon that has become part of, of the world today. And we have so much uh, evil in our world today that all across American churches uh, we hear this verse read over and over again out of Second Chronicles seven fourteen. My, if my people who are called by my name humble, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. If there's mm -hmm. anything we need, listeners is a healing of our land and it does require us to put aside pride 
and to humble ourselves. God bless you for being with me today to talk about this important topic, uh, Justin. And uh, thank you, listeners, for being with uh, Pastor Justin and me today. God bless you.